the sports voice in southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI welcomes you to Coach's Corner, southeastern Indiana's top local sports show. Live from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville, here's your host, Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. Good evening and welcome to Coach's Corner. Ron Raver with you here this evening from Ison's Family Pizza, and we're glad that you're with us here this evening. we got uh, four coaches uh on the show this evening, so we'll get started with Derek Cox, Bates High School girls basketball coach. Coach came up with a win at uh, Shelbyville on Saturday afternoon. I think that's your first afternoon game of the season. First, and I think we only got one more, and I think it's scheduled as of right now to be Greensburg at the end of the year uh, in the middle of a senior night, I think. Okay. And uh, tell us a little bit about the game and who played well for the Bulldogs. Uh, we came out with a big win, one that was much needed, uh, and it was game of execution. I think Ellie, Ellie Wechter uh, really became the difference in the game for us, uh, kind of took over at one point, ended up with 24 points. Uh, talked to her uh, over uh, over the course of the season already about the fact that she's got to be more than a one-dimensional player. She's got to be able to take the ball to the hole and uh, get to the free-throw line. Uh, she she hit one three. The rest of them were either taking it to the rack or getting to the free-throw line and uh, did very well for us down the line and uh, hit some clutch free-throws at the end to kind of stretch the game out beyond uh, recovery mode. And, uh, yeah, so I was very pleased with her performance that night. Coach, uh, we were talking before we went on the air. You got this break now before Franklin County comes up uh, next week. Uh, what are some of the things you're going to be working on this week? And were you able to give the girls any time off or? Is it the wrong time of the year to think about that? Well, we actually had today off. They got a uh, Christmas concert going on at the high school uh, in the gym. Okay. Uh, and so with our big gap, it was uh, it was time to be able to take it off. But uh, we'll get back in in the gym tomorrow, watch some film, uh, and uh, get to work at the things we need to work on. Uh, as always, we st- we've talked about this all year, and it's thematic. You can ask the, ask the players. Uh, turnovers and rebounds are, are a big part of it. I think we've done a better job on the rebounding end. Uh, we started to uh, box out a little harder, and it's showing up on the results on the end of the day. Uh, and then turnovers uh, are a constant. we got to make sure we focus on it. And so our goal uh, has been 15 or less a game. Uh, and we, we've we've met that twice, I think. And uh, I think we got 18 in the last game. And just the silly ones are the ones that, uh, that we've got to reduce. Uh, and that was a problem. We got up 12, 12-0, I think, at the end of the first. And then we ended the half 17-17. to uh, And we kind of reverted back to the way uh, we had been playing. But uh, coming out in the second half, we definitely uh, kind of clicked again, kind of put some pressure on them. We were able to convert on the other end, and then Ellie Wechter just went off, like I said. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to continue to focus on, uh, you know, our turnovers and rebounds. One of the things that we get turnovers for is uh, just no flow on, on offense. And so we get stale or we take two passes and take a shot. And so being patient uh, is something that every single day between now and the next game we're going to be talking about five pass possessions minimum. Uh, we gotta, we got to work the ball. I know know you know when we go in we may get looks uh or whatever we're going against a, a jv team or, or somebody else that we're playing a, against but when it gets into uh conference play and uh some of the teams that are higher ability on the defensive side we're not going to get those looks off of two passes and so work the ball make them make a mistake and then uh beat them uh, beat them when they do that schedule before Christmas is a pretty tough one for you. Oh, it's running the gauntlet, yeah. So we get a nice vacation, I guess, if what you <laughs> want to call it, uh, between now and next Tuesday uh, just to prepare and get going. But once Tuesday hits, we run the gauntlet until Santa Claus gets here. So we go uh, with uh, Franklin County on Tuesday, Greensburg on Friday, East Central on Saturday, and then we have a game on Tuesday before we make the, make the break. So uh, it's, it's a long, grueling process, and it's going to – 
it's kind of hard to to make sure you keep players, you know, focused on what it is that we, we need to work on. I mean, that's a long time to practice, but we have a lot of things that we need to work on and improve on before uh, next time we play. Uh, Coach, how did the reserves do uh, Saturday? They won. They won as well. They played very well. Uh, I think they're coming. They're coming around. It's kind of nice to see uh, the group that's that came in, especially some of the freshmen that, that have been playing. That uh, you see some improvements starting to take shape. Uh, I think Callie Kaiser uh, is is understanding that she's physical enough uh, to be able to physical and athletic enough to be able to take some people. So she played. She's played very well. Carly Pride has played uh, very well in the last couple games. You can definitely tell that she's starting to come around to the high school level of play. Uh, and Sarah Ripperger has been uh, amazing. She's very athletic and uh, has the ability to slash and, and uh, play defense like uh, very few are. So uh, I'm real excited to see the, uh, like that JV team develop. I think Catherine Robb, who is a player on the varsity that uh, got the chance to uh, – played a little bit in the JV game, and honestly, it's probably one of the best games I've seen her play. Uh, she handled the ball very well, ran the offense, controlled things, uh, and uh, just overall played a phenomenal game. So I'm excited to see the JV team kind of doing what they're doing right now and the rate they're improving that uh, they're gonna they're just going to keep working hard, and you're going to see them get better every day. Is Bree William, uh, Bree, excuse me, Bree Wells, getting any healthier? Yeah, her back. She still has some back issues uh, or whatever, just with some muscle development stuff. So we've been uh, working her uh, before practice and even during, like when we get started and stuff. You see her kind of running funny, but getting her out and getting her to stretch out uh, a little bit. But that's some of the muscle development things. Uh, and she's going to be, she's going to be able to, like, once she maintains her health. Uh, she's going to be an effective force for him, but does some things rebounding-wise and boxes out very well, things that I tell the girls uh, in the program all the time. They're key things that I'm focusing on. I see and hear everything, right, and the things that I'm looking for are specific. Uh, we need people that are going to be willing to box out every time because we need rebounds. We need people that are going to be able to control the offense and uh, and make sure we get organized when we don't. Uh, and I think those girls are, are, are keying in on those things. And, and so trying to slow down, think about what it is that they're doing before they do them uh, and working their tails off in practice. But uh, no, I've been, I've, I've been real happy with their effort lately. And the C team uh, continues uh, to win. I know they got another win uh, last week. And uh, it's good that you uh, can get those girls uh, time to play so that you have nobody sitting around and not uh, practicing and not getting to play. Yeah, because the season gets long. We, we don't get to get out there and compete uh, and stuff. And they're 5-0 and right now. Uh, and several of them have been close games. And so they've come through in the clutch. But uh, the way we have things arranged, we have some that are playing, uh, you know, C team, some that are playing JV team. It's really a hybrid mix that's going in. Uh, and you know, the the thing that's exciting is is seeing some of the players that do play JV, and uh, when they go and they get into the C team game, can tell they're making their way to a different level. Uh, and so you see sparks when you know we're limiting them, limit them on the quarters that they that they play. But when they go in, there's a spark that that comes in. They'll come in and they'll score five points right before they come out, which is a different big difference in a C team game. Uh, and then the next one will come in. They'll score five or six points. And so you see like the ability for them to make runs, which shows that you know they're they're improving their skills from where they were at the beginning of the season, and they they no longer blend in. And so cream rises to the top. That's what they've always said. Uh, and and you start to see kids. Uh, feed off the energy of, of seeing them improve, and so once you make that, you know, something you look to do every day, it becomes contagious. And I think they're starting to reap the benefits of that right now. Coach, uh, I know it's still early, and a lot of the conference schedule is still coming uh, later. Uh, and I know that uh, East Central uh, will be one of the uh, power teams in the conference this year. They got a big win over Greensburg about a week ago, so that probably puts them. Uh, 
a little bit ahead of some of the rest of them right yeah, now. Yeah, you got uh, I think Lawrenceburg's one and zero, and I think East Central's one and zero, and they beat a very fast, very quick uh, Greensburg team. And so uh, you know, we we get to take a, a taste test, I guess, if you will, of uh, <laughs> of Greensburg and East Central before we actually play them in the conference uh, and stuff. But uh, one coming up, Franklin County's a conference game for us, uh, and you know, at the end of the, right before the break, we have Connorsville, so we have two conference games before the break, uh, and then two games against conference foes. Uh, before the break as well, but uh, you know th- it, it's a solid EIAC. I, you know East Central does some things well. I think we match up well with East Central. Uh, they're very structured in watching the film that they do. I mean they they do a great job of doing what they need to do. It's nothing uh, you know crazy out, uh, outlandish. They just they run their stuff very very well. And I think that you know in talking to the girls, that's the thing that we struggle with the most right now. And maybe because we're young, maybe just because we just need repetition. But uh, that's uh, that's what we're going to be concentrating on between now and the uh, time we uh, we tip off. But uh, you know, Greensburg's a, a very quick team, and if you watch that game, like Greensburg started out very well with them, uh, and East Central was able to uh, slow them down uh, a lot and affect them with their press. Uh, and I think you know if we get in a running match with Greensburg, uh, we're not going to last very long. Uh, they're, they're quick. <laughs> Every the, the Wilkinson kid is probably uh, one of the quickest players I've seen. And her ability to finish on the run in the in the lane is honestly phenomenal. And, and you see some of the ways that she's able to put the ball in the hole. Uh, it, it, it's great. And so, uh, the and then the other game, I think she went three for four from the three point line. So that's definitely somebody that's on your radar. You want to make sure you pay attention to and uh, and come out ready to go with. But uh, you know, it, it, it's a solid ball club, and the, the conference is solid. I think if you look at uh, how Rushville's playing, and I know they had an injury go down uh, with uh, with a knee injury, and I'm, I haven't got updated on that yet. I'm not sure, uh, but they're a solid ball club. East Central's a, vo- a very solid ball club. Uh, Greensburg and Lawrenceburg. All solid teams uh, in our conference, and, and and you know we're not where we we will end. And I've told our girls all the time, I don't want to end, I don't want to get there uh, right before sectional. I, right. I'd like to kind of start making those signs of improvement. I, obviously, obviously, you want to be playing your best when you get ready for that first sectional game. But at the same time, we need to step up our game. And and you know, in the Shelbyville game, I think the the biggest flaw I think we we would have had is that you know we started out really strong and then we had an eight minute quarter where we relapsed uh, and and did some of the things we uh, we know aren't going to make us successful in the long run. So make sure uh, making sure we concentrate on the things that we can fix for us uh, is going to be of utmost importance as we head into the future. Coach, anything else before we let you go? I'd like to wish a very special happy birthday to my son Cameron who turns ten today. So uh, I'm thinking of you, Cam, and uh, got your present coming. And. Uh Double double digits already. That doesn't seem possible. It's it's hard to believe. It just you know he was four years old when I started this venture. Yeah, <laughs> coach. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next hey, week. I appreciate it, Ron. Thank you. Okay. Good night. We'll be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 on your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. From Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, treat the kids or bring a date to visit our self-serve frozen dessert and topping bar. We have frozen yogurt, gelato, Italian ice, soft frozen fruit, and also some no-sugar, non-dairy, and gluten-free options. Top it with any of our 18 topping selections, including hot fudge and hot caramel. Come in and check out our latest flavor combinations at Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, 117 East George Street, downtown Batesville. 
Georgians would like to remind you that Medicare Open Enrollment is October 15th through December 7th, and it's time to review your Medicare health and prescription drug plans. Georgians is a name you know and trust for friendly local service, now offering insurance plans to the residents of Southeast Indiana. Let our insurance specialists find the Medicare plan that is right for you. Just call 812-932-6252 or visit us on the web at georges-insurance.com. George's. Hello, this is Kevin Fleetwood from Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick, and it is time for our holiday sales event. The Chevrolet Employee Discount for Everyone. You pay what we pay. At Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick, we are offering employee pricing on all 2018 Chevrolets and select 2019 Chevrolets. That's right. You pay what we pay. Employee pricing on all 2018 Chevrolets. In addition, take advantage of employee pricing on 2019 Chevrolet Colorado, Traverse, and the Equinox. If you prefer Buick, take advantage of 9% off on Enclave, 14% off on Envision, and 13% off on Encore. That's right. Huge savings on these Chevrolets and Buicks through January 2nd at Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick. In addition, buy a new Chevrolet or Buick and receive free oil changes for the life of the vehicle. That's right. Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick, home of the free oil change for life. Stop in. Let us earn your business. And as always, thank you for shopping at Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're back and joining us now is Gary Mormon, Omberg Academy Boys Basketball Coach. And coaches, we were talking during the commercial break. You had a great weekend this past weekend. Yeah, we really did. It was uh, a lot of fun for us. We had two very, very... Uh, difficult opponents and two different style opponents, but uh, we were able to uh, come away with two very impressive wins. And, uh, of course, Edinburgh, uh, most people think of them as uh, not being a good uh, athletic program, but they uh, have improved that, and their basketball team is very, very good this year, and Morristown has had good basketball for as long as either one of us can remember. Right. Well, uh, Edinburgh on Friday night, uh, very big physical team and um, uh, surprised me by how hard they played defensively and how much they pressured us, um, uh, pressured us into 16 turnovers. Uh, fortunately, they had 18 turnovers. It was a hard-fought game. I was telling the players today, to, uh, Friday night was kind of an Oldenburg-style win, not with all those turnovers, but we had to really – we won by 18, but we had to really grind it. It was, felt like a grind to win by 18. And, uh, uh, and then, of course, on Saturday night, traveling to Morristown, they're ranked number three in the state. They're the defending state champions. They uh, blew out Hauser at Hauser the night before. Um, and uh, extremely formidable foe and uh, played a, uh, an outstanding game against them and uh, were, was able to beat them by 17 points on their floor. And, uh, of course, uh, that that game, as you said, on the road, uh, are they still playing in the same gym they were when uh, when you were in high school? Or is that like I, a new facility? I guess it's uh, it's a big gym. It holds uh, about 2,500. They have a real uh, – they just redid the floor. Uh, that's way back – that's a long time ago, Coach, when I, when I was playing. You, you don't re- – <laughs> I can't even remember what our gym looked like. I guess it was Batesville, even the same town. I, I, I have a hard time remembering what the streets looked like. Anymore. That was a long time ago, but uh, uh, it, was a, it was a fun night. And they, they, uh, they had some uh, 
some state finalists there from the night before, from the year before and uh, uh, were uh, were very very nice hosts for us but uh, man they did not that was not an easy win you talk about a 17 point win where the opposition played really well Morristown only missed three shots the entire first half uh, their big gun Logan Laster uh, was six of seven beyond the arc on the night he had 26 points um, and uh, they had a, a Carlton kid who came into the game averaging 19 points. We had held him uh, to – he was averaging 18. We held him to eight. And then Kyle Krim, who was averaging 19 points, we held him to six. But uh, Laster had scored 29 the night before against Hauser, and he got, got us for 26. But uh, it was uh, – you'd have to see this one on tape to, to believe how well played it was by both teams. And of course, as as you told me during the uh, break, you were one short on Saturday night. Uh, we were short a very key guy. Andrew Osterling was very sick all weekend, and not even back at school today. Uh, so we were missing a very key guy uh, uh, um, on Saturday, and um, he was under the weather. Uh, unbeknownst to me, he's one of these guys who, uh, you know, could have a limb possibly. <laughs> Uh, needing to be amputated and wouldn't mention it to you, but uh, he was ill on Friday and uh, gutted it out, and then he, he didn't even make the trip on Saturday. Coach, tell us who else played well for the uh, Twisters. Well, Jake Johnson had a weekend to remember. He scored 29 on Friday night, um, uh, five, made five uh, two-point field goals, four threes, and seven of seven from the line, uh, and then on Saturday night followed that up with 29 more. Another seven for seven. Exact same line. Five twos, four threes, and seven of seven. How, how can you do that, right? <laughs> how can you ha- do that? Uh, and then chip in five rebounds on Friday and six rebounds on Saturday. That guy had an unbelievable weekend. Uh, Zach Wegman scored 13 on uh, Friday night. Led us in rebounding on Friday and then scored nine um, on Saturday. Eli Sporleader, who's our physical big uh, presence inside, he had five on Saturday, two on uh, Friday. Chris Hetzer, who uh, played a great game both nights, had a really, really good game on Friday night. Only had four points, but a great floor game. Then on Saturday, he scored 12 points. And now on Saturday, he doesn't have his running mate with him. He doesn't have Andrew there so that he has to carry the entire ball handling load. And I thought played just a brilliant game. Uh, Dempsey Bowman uh, started on Saturday, big game for him. He scored nine points for us on Saturday against ha- uh, Morristown in that big win. And he had five on uh, on uh, Friday night in the win. So everybody, uh, Gabe Havercross uh, came off the bench on um, Saturday and played some excellent defense for us. I thought, thought um, as a weekend, uh, it went about as well as it could when you consider we did not, we were not particularly sharp on Friday night, but we were tough. And we do what we did what we do best, and that is make it very difficult on you to score. And Edinburgh, who came in averaging quite a few points a game and, uh, you know, a, a really quality team, held them to 40 points. And then, uh, of course, uh, on going into Saturday, Morristown ranked number three in the state and had not had a close game, had one in three blowouts. Uh, blew out a really good Triton Central team early in the year. Uh, go on the road to beat Hauser and beat them convincingly. Tattooed them on on Friday night. 
that's a quality team. So to to defeat them, uh, um, you know, reflected how well we played because they did not play poorly. Uh, the Johnson boy is just a junior, correct? He's just a junior. Uh, I was talking to Sally. He's got, he's got the good news, bad news is the bad news for him is he is perhaps the thinnest living human being. <laughs> and he's an incredible player being as thin as he is. The, the, uh, that's the bad news. The good news is he can eat anything he wants all the time and, uh, doesn't and put any weight, doesn't on. Put any weight <laughs> on, but he's about six, four. And this guy is a, he is just an absolutely tremendous player. And um, he is he has a long, long range. He can take it to the basket and uh, extremely coordinated, handles the ball well, tremendous defender. Uh, and like I said, the weekend he had uh, this weekend was one that uh, anybody would be proud of. Coach, you got a double weekend again, uh, or double uh, games this week, Seton Catholic and Indian Creek. Tell us what you know about those two. Two really good teams. Seton Catholic, of course, came into the year uh, preseason poll, was ranked ahead of us. Uh, they're a really good team. They have a really good big man. They have a guard that's averaging over 20 points a game. And we got to go to Richmond to play them and then come back home to play Indian Creek. Uh, Indian Creek's a very, very good team. They're 3-1. and one. Um, Their only loss to, is to Franklin High School. Um, they uh, have been good for, for many years. Um, it's kind of been a back-and-forth series. We've, we've had gotten the better of them at, at Oldenburg, and they've gotten the better of us at Trafalgar. Uh, but they uh very, very good team, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to play extremely well this weekend uh, to get one, If and we'd like to get them both, but uh, to, uh, to both of those teams are very capable of defeating us. And if people wonder why Richmond uh, doesn't dominate like they used to, uh, I can mention a couple of reasons, uh, Seton Catholic and uh, Northeastern have a few of their ball players. <laughs> That's right. Well, at, at uh Texas Christian, uh, Desmond Bain, who was an Indiana All-Star, uh, he uh, is a junior at TCU. He's a, obviously a Richmond kid, and, and uh, he went to Seton Catholic, and Seton uh, Catholic's been able to get some of the really good players from, from Richmond. and um, So they will be a very difficult foe uh, on Friday. And hopefully you'll be at uh, full health uh, when those come along, those games on Friday and Saturday. That's correct. Yeah, we hope so. I, You know, I just hope – you know how it is, Coach, you, um, every single team at some point has some hurdles to get over, uh, whether it be illness or injury or something. It's interesting because Scott McClellan, the head coach at Morristown, we were talking before the game and we were talking about that great run they had to the state title. And, and um, of course, they defeated us in the sectional final and then and then won the regional and semi-state and then won the state final game by 29 points. And he said, yeah, he goes and, and – he goes, I'm not taking anything away from what we did. We, we played great, and we, we were really, really good. He said, but we also were very lucky. He goes, you know, we never had a player miss a game due to illness or injury. Now, you and I have been around this, these sports for ages. This is rare. I mean, yes, I don't know that I ever have been a part of a team, whether it be as a coach or a player that I could say that that you you play the entire year and you don't lose you you have the same five dudes start every game and nobody missed uh, uh, you know due to illness or or uh, or injury you know even on your really healthy years you have a guy this guy or that guy misses you know one game two games gets, whatever gets an ankle tweak or something like right. that along the way or in our case you know we lost andrew was down for a mm-hmm. for for a game and hopefully god god willing you know maybe that'll be the only time we lose a a, a big contributor for a 
ball game. But anyway, um, that happens to all of us. And uh, as we see in all kinds of athletics, if you get hit too much uh, at the same time, uh, a really quality team can can struggle for a while. And uh, so anyway, we're, we hope that we can get healthy and uh, be at full strength. How'd your reserves do? Uh, the reserves split. They uh, they won uh, on Friday night against Edinburgh, and then uh, were defeated on Saturday uh, against Morristown. But they've been playing really well. Uh, they've played very very well. So they've won uh, two out of three, and the varsity's won all three. Uh, Coach, anything else before we let you go? No, looking forward to uh, a really really good test in both games this weekend. So hopefully we'll be in a good mood and good holiday spirits when we see you on monday with good report for you i hope so and where are these games coach uh richmond on on uh, friday, friday night and then we have indian creek in the friendly confines and uh, we always love to go there coach you know how nice and squeezed in we are and it's all the good loving holy city feelings there and we uh we like to we like to send them home with all the best wishes but with a loss Coach, thank you so much, and uh, best of luck this week. Thank you so much, Coach. See you on Monday. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 or FM Dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. Krista here from Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt. Treat the kids or bring a date to visit our self-serve frozen dessert and topping bar. We have frozen yogurt, gelato, Italian ice, soft frozen fruit, and also some no-sugar, non-dairy, and gluten-free options. Top it with any of our 18 topping selections, including hot fudge and hot caramel. Come in and check out our latest flavor combinations at Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, 117 East George Street, downtown Batesville. We're sending out cards this holiday season, and we want you to be on our mailing list. ETC is sending a $200 gift card of your choice to new customers signing up for a preferred Enhancer Ultimate Bundle. Current ETC customers converting to a qualifying bundle will get a $50 gift card of your choice. May your days be merry and bright with every December gift card we write. Call 866-ETC-4YOU or visit etczone.com to learn more. Offer available to new ETC residential bundle customers through December 31st. Paperless billing required. Other terms and conditions apply. Fall is the perfect perfect time to cook up that new kitchen thanks to the equity in your home and a great rate from Savista Bank with a Savista Home Equity line of credit you'll get the low rate and flexible payments you need to make your remodeling dreams come true all from a trusted lender who's been helping families like yours for over 130 years learn more at savista.bank member FDIC an equal housing lender Savista Bank focused on you now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're back and joining us now is Bob Bressert, uh, Milan Girls Basketball Coach. Coach, how are the Lady Indians doing so far? Uh, we're uh, setting at 4-4 four and four right now. Uh, we've played, uh, so we've lost to some good teams. Uh, we lost to Union County, who's 7-2, and two, and Jacksonville, 6-2, and two, and Saturday we just took a tough loss to Lawrenceburg, who's eight and zero, and then our last, our fourth loss was an overtime loss to Switzerland County, which uh, we had to lead with eight seconds to go, and things just kind of fell apart. Coach, uh, I know that uh, you've been building this program for several years, and it has to be uh, very, very pleasing to you that uh, this time of the year you've already got four wins. Oh, it's very rewarding. Uh, you know, that was kind of uh, kind of what I was looking for when I went to Milan was the opportunity to take something and 
and to uh, you know test myself as a coach and see if I could could still do that. And uh, we've made great strides. We've come a long way. Uh, kids are starting to buy into the program a little bit, you know, and and you can tell. I mean, um, it's uh, when we started out three and two this year. That was the best start they had had for a long time. Great, hey, coach. Tell us about the young ladies on your varsity and who are your starters. Okay, uh, we only have six full-time varsity players. Uh, we have three seniors: uh, Courtney Bruns, who's kind of the she's just tough as nails. Courtney plays hard from the time the ball goes up till the buzzer goes off. Uh, we have another senior, Nicole Tuttle. Nicole kind of handles the point guard and, and handles the ball most of the time. Uh, I have a big Savannah Sergeant, about six foot. She comes off. She's been coming off the bench lately. Uh, she's had some knee problems, and she's a little slowed slowed up by that. Uh, a couple juniors, C.C. Bailey, uh, C.C. very talented. Uh, Michaela O'Brien, girl who's uh, just now starting to come into her own as a junior. And then we have a six-foot sophomore, Lauren Rell. That's our main six uh, varsity players. Uh, like I say, Savannah's been coming off the bench. The other five are our starters. And then we have our JV players. Um, I have a junior on there, Maddie Schmidt. Uh, Maddie didn't play her freshman, sophomore year, but I really wish she would have. She's so athletic, and I think she could have done some really good things. Uh, looking forward to working with her. Then we got four sophomores, uh, Angela King, Olivia Davis, Carly Sargent, Casey Pendell. And then we round out with uh, our three freshmen, Riley Clark, Audrey Schmidt, and uh, Lizzie Croner. Sounds like a good number. I know I uh, would like to have a few more freshmen, but uh, sometimes classes are a little bit uh, lacking in uh, ability sometimes and uh, people available. Yeah, uh, the low numbers hurt us a little bit. Um, we've had to cancel a few JV games due to some sickness and uh, just you know things beyond our control, things we just can't do. So the JV's missing out on a little experience, but uh, they get to play against varsity every day in practice, and they're improving. Coach, uh, you know, you talked about some of the young ladies and what they're doing. Who are some of your team leaders at this time? Well, Courtney Bruns, is, uh, she's led us in scoring the last, uh, probably three out of the last four games. Uh, she set a new school record for steals on Thursday night. She had 14 steals in the game. Um, C.C. Bailey's been playing uh, really well. She uh, tied a rebound record uh, last Saturday against New Washington. She had 17 rebounds. Um, Lauren Rell's a uh, six-foot freshman. She's really developing and coming along. This is her first year of playing varsity, and she's come a long way. Same way with Michaela O'Brien. Uh, Nicole Tuttle, um, she's never really been the starting point guard until this year. She's been thrown in as a senior because she was behind. Uh, we just had a boatload of seniors last year. So she's kind of being baptized by fire here, and uh, she's doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, we talked tonight, and I think we had a discussion that opened up opened up some eyes a little bit and uh, Savannah Sargent like I say she um, she's a senior but she's probably only played about a year's worth of games due to I think she's had three or four knee surgeries oh boy uh, since high school started so that's supposed uh, to happen to somebody my age not not a young lady yeah <laughs> she's really been troubled with some bad knees here but that that's our main six and uh, I bring up uh, I bring up the other five everyone except the freshmen usually dress come varsity time and uh, coach uh, what you've got left before Christmas? Uh, before Christmas, we've got Edinburgh coming up this Saturday. Um, that's going to be a tough game. It is at our place, so that helps a little bit. Uh, then next uh, next week, I think it's Tuesday, uh, we go to Rising Sun. And, uh, you know, no matter how good one of us is, it seems like every time <laughs> we play Rising Sun, it's a battle. 
And then next Saturday, we have a boy-girl doubleheader with Morristown, which is at home, and Morristown's playing really well right now. So that'll be a game where we have our hands full. And then we finish up with a couple more games on the road before break. Uh, We go to Southwestern Hanover, and then we're going to make a long trip to a place I've never been before since I've spent a lot of time in the EIC is we're going to Borden. Uh, We're going to go down and play Borden. So that's our that's our five games we have left before before the break. Borden's one of those places you can't get there from here, right? It seems like there's really not a good straight way to get there. No, uh, Coach, uh, who's helping you with basketball? Uh, Brian Beeler is my uh, varsity assistant. Brian kind of was uh, he was with the program before I got there and uh, was nice enough to stick around. He's really uh, really great with the girls. He's kind of my go between since I don't teach at Milan and. Uh, he does a really good job with it, with that, and uh, Brian's worked hard to pick up on the game as well. He's uh, becoming more knowledgeable all the time. And then Kevin Elder's my JV coach. Kevin and I go back a long way uh, to high school together, and Kevin really uh, works good to develop talent with the younger kids in the JV, and Kevin even sometimes will go down and uh, work with our junior high girls a little bit. So Kevin's pretty invaluable to me there at Milan. You mentioned the junior high. I know they start uh, later in the year, but uh, you got some good numbers there, or hopefully have some good numbers there. Well, they're playing in a little league uh, down in South Dearborn now, and uh, the numbers really still aren't what we need them to be. But, you know, basketball is still kind of new to those younger kids, and, and uh, I don't think they've the, really got the bug yet. And uh, that's something I know that uh, – if when you get into the bigger cities they start so early with these uh kids anymore and uh something that uh is good there you're working on at Milan to get that started there yeah. and to get these girls playing uh outside of the seven or eight uh games that are sometimes scheduled at that level yeah and i think our kids are figuring out uh by going down and playing them leagues we're playing against teams that have been playing for a while and uh they're kind of getting their lunch handed to them week after week but uh, they're not giving up. They keep coming back, and uh, coaches from other schools tell me that they they have seen them improve. So we're getting better, even though we're not at this stage with that age. It's not really all about winning and losing. It's right about them getting better. Right, and uh, keeping uh, interested, and like you said, to keep coming back, and uh, and that they're only going to get better if they keep doing that. Absolutely, and that's the thing. I just got to keep them coming back. Uh, Coach, uh, anything else before we let you go? No, uh, thanks for having me, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep working hard there with the girls and uh, keep putting things together, and if we can get all six of our heads in the same place at one time, I think that uh, I think we'll be a handful for someone down the road. And, of course, coming up Wednesday, I believe, is the uh, county attorney draw ready, so. It is, <laughs> um, and I would say uh, just in my five years of being here at Milan, I think this is probably the most wide open or the most the most even that the Ripley County Attorney's been. Uh uh, you know, South Ripley beat Jacksonville, but then Jacksonville's been just beating everybody, and I haven't had the chance to see Coach Cox's team play yet. But uh, you know, they're always they're always tough, and um, you know, we're a little better when we want to be. So we'll see how that goes. It it won't be one of those years where I say I hope we draw Milan this year to be uh, uh, four teams that are going to be very competitive. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I I think we've got we're trying to get it where people don't want to play us just because it's an easy win. So. Uh, uh, and I, th- I think we're heading in that direction. I, I just, Beeler and I talk all the time that it used to just didn't matter at Milan if you won or lost. It was just something you kind of did. Well, we're trying to make it 
it's getting where winning and losing matters, and I think the girls are they're not wanting to lose anymore. And I've seen that improvement every year at the county attorney, and uh, best of luck to you, and be looking forward to that county attorney the first week of January. All right. Thank you for having me, and uh, I love listening to you. Okay, and uh, have a safe trip home, and uh, best of luck as you go through the year. All right. Thanks, Coach. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 on your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. Here from Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, treat the kids or bring a date to visit our self-serve frozen dessert and topping bar. We have frozen yogurt, gelato, Italian ice, soft frozen fruit, and also some no-sugar, non-dairy, and gluten-free options. Top it with any of our 18 topping selections, including hot fudge and hot caramel. Come in and check out our latest flavor combinations at Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, 117 East George Street, downtown Batesville. Incredible Cancer Care is right here at Margaret Mary Health. Our modern cancer center puts patient comfort first with a beautiful environment, healing garden, and lots of extra amenities. We provide the latest treatments, but our personal support is what sets us apart because fighting cancer requires a dedicated, incredible team. To learn more, call 812-932-4673 or visit mmhealth.org. Did you know pollen in your home can be reduced? Hi, this is Scott Lamping. With regular sea care, Hurt and Elko can help allergy symptoms. The team at Hurt and Elko can also keep you healthy with a new Lennox Home Comfort System. Right now, you can get up to $1,500 in rebates with the purchase of a Lennox Home Comfort System. See us for details. At Hurt and Elko, we take care of your heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical needs. At Hurt and Elko, we do more. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're back, and uh, Aaron will be with us uh, momentarily while we're waiting on that. Uh, two coaches with uh, local ties uh, passed away in the past uh, 10 days, uh, John Collier and Dick Naylor, uh, both of them Brookville High School athletes and coaches at one time, and then uh, both went on to Hanover College. John, of course, coached basketball down there, and Dick Naylor coached about everything but football down at uh, Hanover before his retirement. And uh, remember Dick uh, very, very well because he's uh, graduated the same year I did, and uh, I think the last high school baseball games we both played were against each other because it was in late May and uh, it was for the conference uh, championship. So, in fact, uh, Dick was the guy that tagged me out trying to steal second base to end that conference game. So I remember that one very, very well. So uh, both passing of uh, John Collier and uh, Dick Naylor from uh, Hanover basketball and uh, baseball fame down there. And then uh, Bill Daly, I think, passed away over the weekend. Bill was involved with... Uh, Xavier Athletics for a long, long time on their board, their athletic board, and uh, Bill, a friend as well. So we, well, condolences to the families of uh, these three men. Joining us now is Aaron Garrett, uh, Batesville High School boys basketball coach. And uh, Coach, uh, heard you after the game and talked to several people that are at the game. They will agree with you that uh, they don't think the Batesville 
boys could have played any harder or any better except for maybe a couple of moments in that Greensburg game. Yeah, very, very proud of the effort. And as I came back here, heard you talking about uh, Dr. Bill Daly. It's interesting when you – I got to know him just because he had connected with me being the, the basketball coach at Batesville. And I knew he years ago had worked – Jacob Garvin had had a relationship with him in terms of working for him. Then here more recently, Nathan Longstreth. So then I sent that out via email. I started to get some responses back, and Ron Laker being one of them, going back even to the to mid-'70s when he had worked for Dr. Bill Daly. And, and just the different connections that, that Bill had had through the years with, with different young men as, as they were growing, maturing. And, and if you, you remember Jacob Garvin, you know Nathan yeah. Longstreth, they're a good storyteller. So all of a sudden then some good stories came, <laughs> came out that I know would bring a smile to Dr. Daly's um, face in terms of memories and, and what a tribute those two young guys sent. So hopefully we can all live a life so well lived. But back to the game with the Greensburg game. Um, being November 30th, and scouting and preparing and, and getting a scout ready to go to the floor. As we talked last week, Greensburg in the two games they had played, very, very sharp offensively, very skilled, some very, very high-level offensive players. And, and that was a task in front of us. So our, our motto had kind of been, and we're being more visual this year in terms of the scouting report. For example, we'll have some kind of cover image or cover images for, that, for each opponent's scout, where that relates to us or the opponent or a little bit of both. And on this week's for Greensboro, we had a we had the Indy 500 in terms of the start of it, and we had a, a picture of the of a crash in turn one. And our our thing was, they're going to want to come out very very fast. And their mo has been to come out, jump to a good big lead, and then a team is chasing the rest of the way. So we got to make sure that doesn't happen, right? We got to we got to we got to dictate tempo and pace from the get go. And the other part, as far as the crash and. and Turn one. Anybody that's been in the 500, there's maybe I'm not sure there's anything more exciting than when the flag drops and all those cars go racing into turn one. But it was a crash scene in turn one, and, and the, to that was the boys were, we need to control our tempo and pace because we can't win the game in the first quarter, but we sure could lose it in the first quarter. So in terms of taking what we want to do to the floor, I thought the boys, as you said, they played extremely hard. They rose to the occasion. They battled through mistakes. They battled through calls that didn't go our way. They battled through shots that didn't go down for us, and, and so on and so on and so on. And we're still right where we needed to be in the fourth quarter with definitely a chance to, to win that game. And then some things just didn't go our way. We, you, you're not going to be able to score seven points in a quarter against this Greensburg team and probably come out on top, whether it's the first quarter, the fourth quarter, whatever quarter it may be. And that's what happened to us. And on the other side of that, we do a great job holding Welledge to six points. And, I mean, Robert Ravert had that, that task primarily in terms of defender, but we helped. We, our, our big goal was to not get gashed in terms of their penetration because they do a good job getting downhill and going all the way to the basket or finding, finding an open teammate. So we did a pretty good job there. But then as, as some things went against us, they did get free in transition. But I think they ended up with, with 18 transition points. Which is, which is too many, but also overall, and, and they shot, I think, 56% from three. So, and, and the backbreaker was we got up 11 there about five, three minutes, four minutes into the third, and we lose by 10. So when you think about a 21-point swing in a quarter and a half, that's, that's breathtaking. Now, yeah. some of those free throws, are, some late free throws and things like that are in there. 
But yeah, we get it was a four-point game with just yeah. a little over a minute to go. Yep, and then as they as they we were up eleven, Comer hits two long threes. I mean, one of them was from the volleyball line. He was one for nine coming in. Now we know he's a good shooter, but some of the things as a coach, when you put a scout together and a, a strategy to take to the game floor, you can't. Of course, you'd like to be able to do everything you want to do, but you know there's give and take, and one of those were. We're gonna we're gonna get a hand up, but we're not going belly belly to button belly button to belly button out of the way to the volleyball line. And to his credit, he hit one. And then we kind of got lost on another one. He hit a second one. And then we just had some possessions. Where, as I showed on film tonight, and the thing I love I love about this group of guys we have this year, they they can truly be truth sessions, right? The film's not gonna lie. And to a to a player from our sophomore all the way to our four seniors. They welcome it. They embrace it. I shared with them something I heard on a podcast this weekend that Kobe Bryant said that, and Kobe said to him, losing was exciting. <laughs> so I asked the guys, I said, what in the world does Kobe Bryant mean that losing is exciting? And I think I had Rob answer it, and, and he nailed it in terms of it's exciting because you can, you can see your weaknesses. You can see how you were defeated. You can make corrections, and it gives you an opportunity to get better. So, and that's, that's the mindset I'm dealing with. So when you have that type of growth mindset, a term we often use with the guys is, is fail forward. You're going to fail. Nobody's going to play have a perfect practice. Nobody's going to play a perfect game. But accept coaching. Fail forward. And how you do that is you keep doing your best. You keep playing your hardest. You know, when mistakes happen, you learn from it so they're not repeated. And I think we've got a group this year that does that to a T so far. It's, it's, I may be crazy, but I left this weekend very, very encouraged because I think we have a tremendous – a tremendous amount of room to grow, and, and I can't wait to see how that product ends up at the end of the year. Uh, Coach, uh, you mentioned the athletic talent uh, and some of the things the Greensburg uh, kids are able to do. Uh, I know that both, uh, well, all, all three of their uh, main players uh, would be Wailage and uh, Comer and uh, Sparks play on some very, very uh, athletic and competitive teams during the uh, off-season and uh, what they learn there and that kind of ability uh, sometime during a ball game is going to come out. Yeah, and I'm just going through that with some guys in the past that we've had. It's I think the biggest thing is it's that confidence factor and the belief in their abilities and the the just development, right? Now, I guess there's give and take because you think of a kid like a Trey Heilage and Austin Seifert, a Tyler Myers for us that they spent all fall in the football field. So where the Greensboro kids could utilize that new practice rule in practice, we had those three guys on the on the football field. Now, Ch- Charlie Dyson there, who's a big performer for us, he was a, he was a good player for the football team as a junior. So what you hope for is yeah, those guys don't get those dedicated hours to their basketball skills, but I think I think you learn different things from different sports, and that I think that was displayed throughout the game in the first half and they tried to knock us out there and there were a couple plays against us even in the second half when some things didn't go our way you could see some of that mental toughness you can see the physical toughness those guys bring um some of the situations trey's been in baseball hitting the walk-off run to get us a sectional championship in baseball so you just hope because i mean obviously i'm a big proponent of, of multi-sport athletes and all the different things you learn from different coaches and different sports that and the lessons they teach you just got to hope that we can somehow counterbalance, like you said, just the pure offensive ability that those guys have. And then you throw in the, the North Decatur kid who hit a 
back-breaking three. That was actually, he was fouling it, too, for a potential four-point play. Um, so a lot to overcome. But I, as I told our guys after the game, I don't think anybody in our locker room has any doubt that we can't overcome them, that we can't defeat them when it, when it counts in January and again in, in the sectional tournament. Coach, and that would be our goal. Yeah. Coach Robert Raver had a, uh excellent ball game. I don't know how many rebounds he got, but I know he had 20 points. And uh, probably the only kid that didn't have a good shooting night was Austin Seaford, and we know that uh, that uh, that's not going to happen too often during the year. Yeah, Robert had 20 points and nine rebounds, and just played really, really, really hard. And he looks like a senior, I and mean, he looks like a kid that's just developed his body, developed his game, and and very, very proud of Robert's efforts and all he does on both ends of the floor. And there's one time late in the third. Where he said he was exhausted and wanted to come out, and there's just in that situation the way things were going, there's just no chance. And so proud of him as he fought through it, and we were able to get him, spell him some time in terms of staying on the floor, but just kept spreading the ball and letting him catch his breath as we caught our breath and, and got collected. Like Austin Seifert, Austin can impact a basketball game and not even scoring a point. And to drive that point home tonight after we watched film. I put Trey in charge and let the varsity guys together. And I said, hey, generate a list of 30 ways that a player can impact a game and not score a single point. So it was interesting to see them generate that list. And what I'm going to follow it up with is Austin Seifert can do a lot of things on that list. Obviously, he was a focal point of Greensburg's game plan. But that's going to space the floor, right? That opens up some more opportunities for Rob or for a Trey to penetrate. RJ had some nice penetration moves. Charlie Dice had some open early looks that he knocked down. And a lot of that is because they can't do their normal help rotation because Austin's got a guy draped on him. So Austin was able, I mean, he got as far, let me look at his stats here, in terms of, of steals and, and whatnot. He had, Austin had, he had five steals, and I think, they, I think we had him for eight deflections. I mean, he was all over the place defensively. And he had a, he had a, matchup on his end where he was matched up but also being helping us defensively and he was matched up with those with those with Cummer and Sparks at times as rotations or switches happen so like you said Austin will always be a threat and Austin's one of those kids where and we've been fortunate to have quite a few over the years where I think you believe I know I believe every time he takes a shot I think it's going in and it always has a high chance to go in just because of the caliber shooter he is and uh, also he's learned to overcome uh, some physical uh, shortcomings that he had earlier when he was very, very short and was playing uh, basketball. And he's learned to overcome those both through basketball and football. And he knows how to use the body he's now got. Yeah, and he's getting strong. He's got some shoulders on him. And what's exciting just with all these guys, some of the things we point out tonight on film, you know Austin will file it away. And next time those situations present themselves, how he'll attack it and tag it to a point where he's successful or it opens up his teammates for him. So just that, that growth will be impressive. And on that note, I mean, R.J. Powell comes to mind just thinking about growth in terms of he played that game at the caliber it was with, with one turnover as a sophomore point guard. And there, I don't know if it was in the third or just most of the fourth, they switched well as to him. Because, I mean, I, they figured out pretty quickly that R.J. runs the show for us in terms of at that point guard position. So to see R.J. and Coach Raver, to see him at Jacksonville the week before and to be that, he looked like a sophomore to start. 
terms of rattled. The gym's on top of you. The pace is so much faster. Subbed him out to catch his breath in that game, and from that point on, to have one turnover in the game like it was on Friday night is just is just incredible. And RJ had some big baskets forced later, some tough moves. So just to see, I don't know. I, th- I think fans, it's going to be a fun group to watch develop. You're going to literally see some guys grow up right before your eyes. This week you got uh, two home games, Lawrenceburg and Plainfield. Uh, I don't know if uh, what what you think of film on Lawrenceburg. I know uh, some of their fans are probably not happy that they haven't won all their games yet, but uh, they've got some very good athletes down there, and Plainfield's off to a three and zero start. Yeah, we I went live Saturday. Doug Meyer went with me to help me help me scout another set of eyes. We went live and watched what went two. Lawrenceburg to watch Lawrenceburg against Milan. So two upcoming opponents, and good game back and forth. The the lead changed hands, and then Milan was able to separate at the end. And Lawrenceburg, sort of like Baber was for Jackson Dell in terms of a focal point on the inside. Lawrenceburg's going to be that with the with the Yoon kid on the outside, the junior. There's two of them. There's a junior and a freshman. They're both really good players. I remember their dad years ago was a really good player. So. The, the junior unit, that's their primary scorer, he's averaging over 20 points a game. He's really good. So what we'll do is we'll focus and put a game plan together to where obviously somebody's always with him and then there's shade of help coming from different angles against him and some things of that nature to try to get the ball out of his hands and make some other people have to hurt us. And you turn around on Saturday. So on Friday, we're, we're going to really execute and use our athleticism and our strength that we have an advantage over them with Lawrenceburg. Then on Saturday, it's probably going to be turned around again. So what excites me about Saturday is you have a Plainfield team that's playing really well. They've had some impressive wins. Like you said, they're 3-0. We saw them this summer. They can really, really shoot to go along with a lot of skill. And they've got, I think, on their roster, four guys that are over 6-5 to go along with some guards and shooters. So really pleased that they're still on our schedule because we can. it's going to be a game where we have to dictate tempo. So what will be interesting to see is what did we learn from the Greensburg game in terms of the tempo got away from us there during their run? Can we do better against a Plainfield team that's absolutely going to want to out-athlete us? They're wanting to get up and down the floor quickly, get shots up, go hard to the basket, go hard to the crash the boards. So I'm excited to see how much we've grown in a week from a Greensburg opponent to, to Plainfield. Uh, Coach, the reserves have, must have had an off night on uh, Friday night. Yeah, that they were not able to score. After the first quarter, it was a very close game. The second quarter completely got away from them in terms of just the the, the ball would not go in the basket for them. And, and Greensburg was able to separate. In the second half, it was it remained that story in terms of it was just too much of a deficit to overcome. But that's, that's going to be a group that there are days where they show flashes in terms of really competing well against us, whether it be from a scout standpoint or a drill standpoint. But they look like, I mean, they look like a JV kid in, or JV team in November to where they're still, I mean, we've got juniors together, we've got freshmen there, we've got the sophomores with them. So it looks like they're a group that's still trying to put the pieces together and meld into a unit. But they've got some really nice pieces. So I've got every confidence in the world that, that Coach Gherkin will get them squared away and then you'll see them continue to build and have more success. And the freshmen, have uh, how many games have they played so far? They have played... Just two, two. played played Jacksonville and played North Decatur, and they've got some games coming up this week. I'm trying to think if they played in the middle of the week. They lost a game in the middle of the week last week because of a it got they got taken off the schedule. So as you know, with freshman level, 
that happens quite a bit where you think you have a game and then a week or so or at the beginning of the season a game is scratched because the other team doesn't have enough have enough players and uh of course both games at home this week would be the first chance for people to see the bulldogs so i know there's a lot of christmas stuff starting to go home go on but it's a chance to go out and i know you'd love to have a big crowd both nights yeah and our, and our people do a really good job of coming out and my goodness we all of our teams are always fun to watch, but I think this team's exceptionally fun to watch in terms of how they share. And like you said, to start the interview off, they're going to do nothing but play extremely hard and play together, and that's always a fun team to watch. Coach, anything else before we let you go? The only thing, other thing I have is I sent this out as well to the alumni was Wesley McKinney, who a lot of fans remember him, went on to an All-American career at, Anderson, or at Hanover, and the HCAC, I believe is their conference, right? Yeah, they put together. I guess they're in their twentieth year, so they put together their second all-decade team. So they put together one for the first decade they were conference. Now they put one for their second decade that they were a conference. Hanover, from all their sports, all their athletes, men and women, chose two people as their selection to be on the all-conference team for a decade. And Wes McKinney was one of those selections. And the the comments Coach Miller had about him were spot on. I think anybody in Batesville who's ever met or known Wes McKinney would have would agree wholeheartedly then for anderson i noticed as i looked back over that article was the wiestefeld girl for softball and basketball so we had two batesville kids being represented on that conference's all decade team which is you and i know how good of kids we have here in batesville it's awesome to see them get recognized even at a higher level uh there's been a lot of kids that uh i've been impressed with in my years at batesville but uh two of them you mentioned here this evening the first time i met Wes McKinney and the first time I met Trey Heilage and uh, the impression that I had of them has not been disappointed ever since so and uh, the Wiestefeld girls of course uh, Jean uh, taught with us and uh, we taught Jean at one point in time so it's good to see the recognition there as well yeah just it's it's good to see good kids rewarded for doing the right things all the time and that's and that's definitely the case in this point Coach, we'll see you on Friday night, uh, good Lord willing, and uh, see you here next week. Sounds good, Coach. Thank you. Uh, good night. Uh, we will be back with a final word after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9, your FM dial, and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. Krista here from Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt. Treat the kids or bring a date to visit our self-serve frozen dessert and topping bar. We have frozen yogurt, gelato, Italian ice, soft frozen fruit, and also some no-sugar, non-dairy, and gluten-free options. Top it with any of our 18 topping selections, including hot fudge and hot caramel. Come in and check out our latest flavor combinations at Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, 117 East George Street, downtown Batesville. This holiday season, entertain your friends and family in style with new Whirlpool appliances from Garings. At Garings, we have a wide selection of Whirlpool ranges designed to ignite your passion for cooking. Keep your produce fresh and organized with a new Whirlpool refrigerator. And when the day is done, relax and let your Whirlpool dishwasher quietly take care of all your dirty work. Impress your guests with the premium quality and unique styling Whirlpool has to offer. Come into Garings now and start entertaining in style. Garings and Whirlpool, 316 North Main, Batesville. Having trouble finding a quality pre-owned vehicle at an affordable price? Then you haven't looked at the right dealership. 
At Whitewater Motor Company in Milan, you'll find only quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And their finance department is ready to work with your budget on your new pre-owned car. Come make Whitewater Motor Company the people you need.